Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and it's a warm welcome as ever to Paul Gallagher, who is otherwise known as the voice of value. How are you today, Paul? Yeah, good. Good form. Um, looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, it's just a pity Cheltenham's been called off already, so um, we're just looking at a couple of races this week at Doncaster. Yeah, disappointing after I'd done all my uh, all my preview work for them, but anyway, it can't be helped. But yeah, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, as it happens, the two that I was most um, most keen on actually are, are both at Don- Doncaster anyway, so we're all right. And you were saying you had a wee look at Linkfield, but nothing catches your eye much there at all. Oh, that's that's what they've, they've replaced the Cheltenham races on ITV with uh, three or four from Linkfield, but there was nothing that really tickled my fancy. I think most of them had a sort of short price favourite, but there was nothing, no each way angles. And nah, we'll just park it. There's no point in forcing forcing things when they're not there. Nah, we'll, uh, so it's going to be a fairly quick podcast this week, just two races to cover. But before we do, uh, you must have been crying into your beer last Saturday. Uh, Bovadere of all horses were the one was the one to let down the the trebles in the fourfold. Yeah, um, a two-time champion hurdle winner, given getting about two stone in weight from the winner, and uh, just yeah, made an absolute arse of it. So anyway, I think just the horse wasn't fit. As I was saying, in hindsight, you maybe don't put in that one. It's a very short price coming back from an injury, etc., etc. Uh, so I got greedy. We've learned our lesson. Three out of four. We still got, still got a profit from the three winners um, from the treble. So we'll take that and move on. I think we had an each way return on Espoir de Guy as well. Yeah. So not a disaster of a Saturday and a, a good, a good month of January actually. So yep, good month continues. It was just typical that it was the fourth race of the four. <laughs> brought it's, down it's the always, yeah, a few people would message to say they cashed out which was very That's much good. a sensible thing to do but yeah. when, you're, when you're met with a sort of odds on shot for your, your final your final ACA if you've got a few quid on it at least take something back so that was it that was good to see and also had the, the, the treble to fall back on so it wasn't a disaster um, but we live and learn Indeed so no short price favourites this week uh, to each way shots, typical voice of value style. Uh, we're going to start off uh, the 240 at Doncaster, which looks like a fairly wide open race with 13 going to post here. Yeah, um, it's um, it's not a handicap this one, although there's loads of runners in it. It's actually um, it's a, a novice novice hurdle over three miles. It's sort of a trial for the Albert Bartlett at the festival, and this race is also sponsored by Albert Bartlett as well, so um, the, the two sort of link in. Um, the there's quite a few that, that I've got a chance in. It's, it's wide open, but the one that I like um, is actually a horse I've tipped a few weeks ago. Um, finished sixth, um, Castle Robin, his name is. It. I'm willing to sort of forgive him that run um, when he was uh, when, when he finished sixth, as I say. I think that was um, fairly encouraging. There was 20 runners in that, so sixth or 20 is not a, not a disaster. Um and I think that was his sort of first foray into handicap territory. Um, he's a fairly, um, fairly novice uh, hurdler. So I just think um, he's worth another pop. He, he, he sort of died a death in the, the last couple of furlongs, which I think is why he's such a big price for this one, because mm-hmm. this is a slightly longer distance, three miles. Um, and people are probably thinking, well, he just doesn't stay. But that was a pretty, um, a pretty strongly run race that last time in the Lanzarote. And he was right up at the front with the pace and was leading for a, a, a good spell. 
he hit, I think it was four or five out quite badly, um, but continued on after that. And it was only just um, just as he got to the last hurdle that he tired and, and horses from the back came up and went by him. So I think it was, I do think it was a decent performance. I think he will stay in time. I think that experience will stand him in good stead. He's now back in amongst um, younger horses and other novices. That was an open class uh, race that he was in before. So he's racing against older, more experienced horses. So this is, I think this should, although it's, it's still a, a classy race, I think it should be a bit easier for him. Um, and uh, I think if he's maybe ridden just with a wee bit more patience, just held up ever so slightly off the pace, I think that, that could probably be quite beneficial. Um, there's a change of jockey today. I don't know if that's by accident or design. Um, but um, it'll be interesting to see if they've maybe got slightly slightly more restrained tactics. So anyway, and, and there's also a, a really interesting point in relation to his race before that, uh, which was a novice race. Um, he was beaten fairly narrowly by a horse called Emir Sakri. Mm-hmm. Who, um, on that day, Castle Robin was giving him nearly a stone in weight. Um, about 10 or 11 pounds in weight and uh, they now race off equal weights today Castle Robin's 11 to 1 and Emir Sakri's the 4 to 1 favourite so I, I, that to me doesn't make a huge amount of sense um, if anything if you, if basically if Castle Robin hadn't run last time out yeah, um, I would imagine they'd be much closer uh, in sure, price yeah. Um, yeah. so I think people are maybe um, marking them down for finishing 6th last time although it was, I thought it was a very hot race and um, I think he'll come out of it pretty Pretty positively, so yes, it's just basically a an each way, as you say, a voice of value classic, and they say yeah, bit of value. Uh, currently trading about eleven to one mark. Yeah, I think it was, and I actually see a wee bit of money for him now. It was uh, the, the the bookie I was using when I looked earlier was William Hill, but he's come in a bit with William Hill, so yeah, it's nine to one person. now. Yeah, yeah, so um, I'll just check that. And make sure. Well, let's, even if we just call it nine to one, just to be fair, I don't want to be people seeing them tipping horse prices that aren't there. Yeah, and uh, as we always advise, try and take as many places as you can. This isn't a handicap, um, but Skybet are going five places, and it's currently nine to one with Skybet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm just looking at it now. Ladbrokes, uh, eleven to one, four places. There you go. Can't argue with that. Yeah. So uh, Ladbrokes and Coral both eleven to one with, with the extra place. So that's the that's the place to shop for this one. Okay, and our other race that we're going to have a look at is the 3.15 at Doncaster, and you think that 11-year-old York Hill can go to the well once again in this one? I can. This might be um, this might be me kicking myself for not backing him at 66-1 to one last time. Um, he's a horse I've, I've followed right through his career, but for the last couple of years he's been... Um, rotten's not, not even harsh enough, he's been, <laughs> he's been absolutely honking. Um, and you know he's got more letters in his form than he has numbers. Um, pulled up, pulled up, fail, etc. So he's a character. But um, listeners will probably remember he bounced back to form um, at Newcastle in November. He won at sixty-six to one, and to make it ten times worse, he beat Watmore, who had tipped that day, um, who was yep. second. So that was this disappointing that time. Um, but what it does mean is York Hill, it, it signals the fact that York Hill has been sort of rejuvenated by the change of yard. He's, he's moved to Sandy Thompson from uh, when he was over in Ireland. He was with um, Willie Mullins. And it's, I think that's a, that's brought about a wee a sort of renaissance. He's only 11 years old, so he's not ridiculously old. And when you look, he's gone up in the, the handicap, as you would expect for this win last time. But he's only got up £5, and he's well below what his best form was, he was well into the 150s, in fact, the 160s at one stage. Um, 
back in the 1718. So, if he's even got, you know, a, a decent percentage of that previous class, mm-hmm. then he should still be able to run pretty well here. Um, and he's trading at 18 to 1, 20 to 1 at the moment. So, plenty of value, just a, a small each way in the hope that he can continue that sort of uh, return to form and outrun these pretty big odds here. The, the, the favourite captain award is one that's in my notebook. Um, he ran really well behind uh, Royal Pagai, friend of the friend of the podcast um, from last week, and yeah, so that suggests that um, Captain Ord's in pretty good shape because they were well clear of uh, double shuffle in third place, who actually has subsequently won as tipped by by this podcast as well. But um, so that form is really strong, but the market found them. You know, I obviously wasn't the only guy that had put him in the tracker, so. He's five to two, eleven to four favourite captain Ord, which is a, a, a bit skinny, I think, because it is a fairly competitive race. Yeah. Horses like Canelo and Musical Slave, potential um, potential improvers. So I'm just thinking, looking for the value as usual. It's a uh, York Hill for me, a small each way outsider. Okay, should we expect to see York Hill threaten at Cheltenham this year? Um, possibly. I mean, you'd have to think that's what the owners have got in mind. You know, um, getting back to something like his best and stick him in, in potentially one of the handicaps there. But I, I suspect, given his age, it's probably just a case of one race at a time with him um, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get as much fun out of him as they can. Um, at, you know, at that age, um, with, with the performance he's had in the last couple of years, I, I, su- I suspect that any decent performance is just a bonus at this point. Yeah. He must have been absolutely yeah. thrilled last time out. 60-61, I I suspect they probably didn't have much cash on because if they did, you know, it would have been a bit shorter than they a yeah, bit shorter yeah. than that in the betting, but um, no doubt most owners would have at least a small each way in their horse, wouldn't they? So I'm sure they've a pretty, pretty good day out and they'll, they'll take in all the prize money as well, which was um, pretty decent. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at Cheltenham. His history at Cheltenham's not brilliant from memory. Um, I'm just trying to go back in his form. He won Hurdles Race back in the day. Um, he won one of the novice ones, I think, what it was, the, the Neptune, which is now the Ballymore. I think he won that. And then, oh no, actually no, I tell a lie, he won, the, he won the GLT as well, so he does have a decent record at Cheltenham. Um, so yeah, it might well be that they just say one last crack at it and, um, and send them in. He was also, he was entered interestingly um, tomorrow at Cheltenham for the, the non-handicap, it was a graded race, um, which is obviously now cancelled, but um, mm-hmm. that was interesting, that was that was pitching him in fairly at fairly high level. Um, I think that's the one that Santini and all those uh, characters were running in. So yeah. it's interesting they thought he was capable of, of running at that sort of level again. Um, mm-hmm. So they must still hold out hold out hope that he's um, he's returning to something like his best. Well, fingers crossed he's got another winning on tomorrow at a fairly decent price, around about the 20 to 1 mark at the moment. Uh, not much to recap, but you can, can you just give us your two tips for Saturday? We have two selections for tomorrow. It's uh, the 240 Doncaster Castle Robin, uh, 11 to 1 with Ladbrokes, four places each way. And then in the 315 at Doncaster, it's York Hill, and we'll call it 18 to 1 to be fair. Um, likewise, four places each way. Okay, good stuff. Now, don't forget, we mentioned last week that Paul has already started to have a look at the Cheltenham Festival and he's posted a couple of posts on the Mr Fixit's tips site ahead of the festival. So if you're looking for some anti-post pointers, then make sure you check them out. You can also follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value. And of course, you can follow our very own Gambler account at Gambler Tips. 
And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. Hope you all have a great weekend. And thank you, Paul, for your tips this weekend. You're very welcome. People can have a wee look. I'm going to do a, a novices, uh, Cheltenham novices article as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that over the coming days and weeks. Excellent. Look forward to that. All right. Thanks, Paul. No problem. <laughs>